0: what's up guys welcome back to the charks we're here with another awesome podcast that i've been wanting to talk about for quite some time had a real interesting uh experience that i'll share with you later on in this podcast with a friend of mine and uh that's what got me thinking about this and today we have not only my brother-in-law but we have uh the pastor of the creek we have uh High school teacher of Millennial Christian Andres Lavenderos. Thank you for joining us today Mr. Lavenderos. What's up guys? Glad to be here. Looking forward to the conversation Awesome, man. So glad you could join us and take some time out of your busy schedule. So today the topic at hand is forgiveness versus reconciliation and uh, I'm really stoked about it have been thinking about it a lot and um think you'll enjoy this ladies and gentlemen if you've ever struggled with forgiveness or reconciliation this is the one that might be good for you or good for a friend so uh hope you enjoy so this week or maybe last week I think it was last week I had an encounter with an old friend of mine who uh, wanted to talk to me about a situation that had happened years ago I'm talking like five plus years ago and uh He wanted to talk about forgiveness, and it was such an awesome experience because I never thought I would probably talk to this person again, and it was was a wonderful conversation. Um, There was not only forgiveness, but there was reconciliation, and that got me thinking on this topic, and I've been wanting to do it with someone, and I just threw out the idea to my brother-in-law, and... He jumped on board. He said he'd love to talk about it. So today we're going to talk about what is forgiveness and what is reconciliation and how those things are the same and how they're different as well. So I'll pass it over to you, Drace, and um, feel free to take as long as you want, buddy. Uh, We usually do about 20 minutes, you know. Um, If you go less or more, that's fine, too. We'll we'll close with a few questions and then, uh, you know leave room for uh, comments or critiques on y'all's end so here is drace all right well i'm glad
1: to be part of this conversation and uh yeah we were talking the other day in in my living room actually and we were just talking about forgiveness and reconciliation and uh chad suggested that we do a podcast about it so i guess i'll get us kind of cranked out and then you as our gracious host you can kind of go back and forth and uh, ask questions or um, kind of press into it. But yeah, int- forgiveness is is an interesting topic. Um, and Jesus, uh, in his teachings on earth, uh, actually uh, took some time to really lay out a, a biblical blueprint on how to handle forgiveness. And what's what's interesting is that uh in the lifetime that i've uh, been alive on this earth i've i've seen the positive sides of forgiveness uh people experiencing god and experiencing grace through forgiveness and i've also seen the bitter side of forgiveness or the lack of forgiveness and and people really imprisoning themselves and uh seeking vengeance that can never be satisfied and um, so I've got to see that uh, firsthand on both ends. And I guess it will start here. Uh, it's a pretty, pretty broad topic. Um, but the first thing on forgiveness, uh, Jesus so clearly taught us in Matthew 18. Uh, you know, Jesus taught us when when we're offended by someone, uh, when we're insulted or in whatever way offended on whatever level. Uh, Jesus taught us in the 18th chapter of Matthew that uh, we're to go to that person. And oftentimes uh, we can be offended uh, and that person uh, who is the offender uh, literally may have no idea that they said something or did something that wounded us. And that's why Jesus in his blueprint said, uh, where to go to that person alone And, and that's the place to start Is uh, to approach them uh, independently You know, one of the things that makes it so very complicated And so very, makes a mess of our relationships Is what the Bible refers to as gossip, slander And the scriptures are full of uh, scriptures That talk about tailbearers of gossipers of slanders. I mean, you got James chapter four, you got Matthew, um, you got, uh, Proverbs 18. Um, and then here's, here's a big one. I, if I could drop this one, um, in Romans chapter one, if, 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 if you get the context of Romans one, God is really kind of had enough with a certain people group that were just rebellious and continuously wanting to give their way to sin. And of course, there's a listing of things there. Homosexuality, murder. And and in Romans 1, God says, I I give them over to their reprobate minds. In other words, they want sin so bad that God says, fine, have at it. And he kind of releases them to their carnality. What's fascinating is that... In that listing in Romans 1, you have murder and you have these things that oftentimes we think, oh, those are the really bad sins. Those are those are the those are the you know high level sins. But in that same listing, in the same verse, in the first chapter of Romans, he lists gossipers. So gossip is amongst the list of what we think are worse sins. And so uh, lack of forgiveness um, can can really uh, in prison, you. So Jesus said, go to that person. Don't don't go to your friend and, and, and gossip and say, man, they so bothered me. They so offended me. They so wounded me. Because even though he may be a good friend, he doesn't have the power to help you walk through that. But God does. So Jesus said, go to the person. And then Jesus gives us a complete protocol. Jesus says, if that person says, uh, in essence, blows you off and says, you know, I don't know what you're talking about or I don't care. Then then Jesus says bring a witness. And and bring a witness and say, "Hey, um you offended me. You wounded me when you said this and you did this." And uh there in the presence of that witness, um you 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 have a witness that you did things according to Jesus' words. And I'll say this last thing. You know, Every verse can be applied personally, um, but it was only written once in a certain way. So it can only be interpreted in one way, but it can be applied in multiple ways. Sure. And that verse in Matthew 18, when Jesus says where two or three are gathered, there I am in their presence. That's not about a church worship service. That's not the context. Can you apply it there? Sure. Sure. But that's not how it was written. It was written to say, hey, when you get nervous about confronting someone, when you, when you get nervous or you're, you shake or you get uncomfortable. Because I would say a good portion of the people are not comfortable with conflict. So Jesus gives us this sweet promise and says, hey, when in the witness of two or three, in the presence of two or three, under conflict mediation, when you're really nervous about confronting that person, Jesus says, trust and know I'll be there. Those are comforting words. And then lastly, Jesus said, when you do that, you can gain a brother. Here's what I found to be true, Chad. Conflict handled biblically often deepens the relationship. And when you actually handle conflict Jesus way, Jesus said you'll gain a brother. You actually get closer uh, than you were before because you've kind of walked through this trial together and uh, it bonds you in that way. So that's what I would say about forgiveness.
0: And that's a beautiful way to end it because I think that ties into reconciliation, uh, gaining a brother. And before we move on to there, though, Drace, you brought up some really good points. And I'd love to think my listeners are both saved and unsaved, but I'm thinking at this point, most of them are saved. But let's just say there's one or two listening and hopefully one day many that don't know the Lord, that don't even have a Bible and... They haven't picked up these verses that you had mentioned, and you brought up some wonderful uh, topics and verses. But let's say these are teenage kids or young people. I know for me, when I was in my young 20s, um, I think we're all capable of gossiping in some way, shape, or form, whether we mean to or not. You know, sometimes I think uh, it can even come across as joking or you know um you know family you know some things are said to just family members some things are just said to friends and so if someone's new to the faith or even not into the faith what how would you um help them walk through this because everybody holds on to something everybody has something they need to forgive what's a good first step for somebody who's young in the faith or not saved to start this path of forgiveness.
1: Yeah, so first things first, um, you know, there's this beautiful verse in Ephesians where it says, be angry and sin not. So the Bible says sinning, or excuse me, being angry in and of itself is not a sin. Um, But it does caution you, while you're angry, make sure you control your emotions so you don't sin. You know, Proverbs says a man that can't control his emotions is like a man living in an unfortified uh, city. He has no protection against invaders. So the first thing is in Ephesians 4, it says, let not the sun go down upon your wrath. And what's interesting, Chad, is that, again, going back to there's only one way to interpret a passage, but there could be multiple ways to apply a passage. That's certainly true. But the grammatics there in Ephesians 4, when it says, let not the sun go down upon your wrath. It's speaking about your personal wrath. It does not say, do not let the sun go down upon your conflict. I've heard, unfortunately, I've even heard preachers say this. Well, you got to resolve the issue before the sun goes down. That's not Bible. The Bible says, don't let the sun go down upon your wrath, not the conflict. Your wrath. That means when your wife or when your friend or when your neighbor or when your boss, whoever offends you and it makes you mad. The Bible says you need to deal with your wrath, not the conflict. So you don't yank that boss and say you got to do overtime because I got to solve this conflict before the sun goes down. The scripture never taught that. The scripture says if you're angry before the sun goes down, you tell God, God, I'm really upset right now. I'm really angry, and if you're a believer, you know this to be true. The if I can use this word metaphorically, the magic of prayer is not us changing God, but God changing us. So when we go to God and say, "God, I'm really upset about this," God begins to deal with our wrath, which prepares us to um, to deal with that person. So I would say the first step is to to deal with your wrath, um, and then as you're dealing with God. Um, ask God uh, for wisdom, uh, for wisdom on timing. You know, Proverbs talks a lot about um, sweet words or the wise words in due season. Uh, and then ask God for opportunity um, to approach that person and uh, to share with them uh, that that they have offended you. And then again, going back to the Jesus narrative, you know, if they don't listen, uh, you bring a witness. So. I I think the first part is for God to deal with you, and then uh, it's really a faith issue when you confront someone, you're operating on faith that, hey, God, God is going to work uh, in my life because I'm believing God by faith in his word. I don't know if that answered your question.
0: It did. It did, and hopefully the viewers have a better understanding of uh of this and you know I kept thinking of that song. I think it's from Brian Adams, I'm not sure. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Eve. Yeah yeah. <laughs> Trace is gonna hiss sing it for you guys. Even if Even if that <laughs> You don't love me anymore. Alright we gotta stop before we lose our viewers. <laughs> like man. <laughs> is it viewers or auditors? <laughs> Probably auditors. So um yeah we um, We aren't talking about the, uh, the worldly mindset of, uh, uh, forgiveness, but we're talking about biblical forgiveness. And I think Drace did a fantastic job demonstrating or explaining what the Bible says about it. And that's a great foundation to start uh, on is the Bible. So if you're not saved and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, I highly encourage you to find a Bible, find a friend who is saved and and get that first step dealt with uh, in your own life asking jesus to forgive you of your sins then you can start forgiving others so i did love what you said though drace to uh not let the sun go down upon your wrath um when i was younger and even still to this day i'm tempted to want to fix things with my wife and friends and i want to do it that day but i love what you said that it's not saying to fix it that night before you go to bed it's talking about fixing yourself you're the wrath inside of yourself and it's amazing how when you sleep on something the next day your mind seems more clear and you can focus on what you really want to say instead of what you shouldn't have said the night before so great stuff man wonderful stuff and i really hope people are blessed by this so let's move on to the second one which is uh reconciliation what 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 do you think um, that is, Drace? And, and what does that mean? What does the Bible say? And, and how, how are forgiveness and reconciliation uh, similar and different?
1: Yeah, so uh, I guess the, the quickest or the purest thing to do is to look at the gospel. So the Bible says that through one man, that is Adam, uh, sin entered the whole world and, and, and sin, Romans chapter eight, sin infected the planet. That's why we have tornadoes and earthquakes and hurricanes. And then sin infected the blood of man, which is why we're all born uh, sinners. You never have to teach a baby how to do wrong. They naturally are born that way. Right. So looking at the gospel, you know, we, we had this problem in relation to a perfect, holy, majestic God that we could not communicate with because we were born sinners. And so the pathway for forgiveness was was Christ paying the price uh, on the cross, shedding his blood and being what the Bible calls the propitiation of sin, the final sacrifice, the, the payment that can um, cover all of our sins and forgive us. So here's how it breaks down. Christ's payment on the cross forgives us of our sins. That is, it wipes us clean. And reconciliation now is the process of me and God now being able to commune and to dine together and to talk together. That's Reconciliation. But before I could have reconciliation, I had to have forgiveness. And those are not necessarily interwoven together. In other words, um, there there may be cases, and maybe for someone listening uh, to this podcast, where someone has done some malicious crimes against you, maybe maybe in the, in the realms of abuse. So the word would still... Uh, apply to you as it relates to forgiveness because, you know, I think um, C.S. Lewis and others uh, have said not forgiving someone is like drinking poison and expecting that person to die. So sometimes the big error we make is, oh, I won't forgive them, so I'll show them that I despise them and I'm offended. Well, the Bible would say that not forgiving doesn't imprison them it imprisons you it doesn't poison them it poisons you it doesn't punish them it punishes you so in the case that someone did a very malicious crime to you and and naturally of course you are wounded by that the bible would say um, that you are called to forgive them based on the gospel based on Christ taking on the penalty for sins. Now, the Bible in its wisdom would not necessarily call you to reconcile with that person. You know, if someone if someone did you bodily harm as a believer, the Bible would call you to forgive them. But in the Bible's wisdom, it would not call you to reconcile maybe someone who's still violent, someone who still has a tendency for abuse. So that's where uh, forgiveness and reconciliation uh, can differ. Reconciliation is kind of um, the fruits of uh, forgiveness. But in some cases, we're not called to be reconciled. Um, And then, of course, as it relates to the gospel, Jesus um, applying forgiveness of our sins does allow us to have relationship and be reconciled with God, as Romans 5 says, Ephesians 2 says, to be reconciled with God so that we can grow in our relationship with God because that's what God wanted. And that's why he uh, demanded that Jesus pay for sins and Jesus came willingly so that we can be reconciled to God. So there is a difference and and certainly we would need wisdom
0: in those specific cases. Awesome, man. Awesome. Love it. I was also thinking about... um I forget who said it. You might even remember, Drace, that uh, forgiveness really sets you free. You know, I um, also heard, uh, what is it, a soft pillow is a clear conscience or something like that. Uh, if you go to bed with clear conscience, you usually sleep better. Um, so I know it's hard for most people to forgive, and even harder sometimes to reconcile, sometimes even impossible, as you said, if it's a a form of abuse physically or even mentally, uh, it's really hard to reconcile, but you said it well, and as we uh, get to the end of our podcast and and wrap up here in a few, I'd like to just ask you two quick questions, Drace, if you would allow me to. Uh, The first one is, has there ever been a time you had to forgive or be forgiven? And if so, uh, would you like to share that?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I suppose I should have a little caution on names and such. Um, Absolutely. But, yeah, there was a case where um, I, I felt really wounded and... Uh, deeply offended by a brother, by a friend, and you know the the fleshly component of me, the the carnal component in me, <clears throat> wanted to flesh out my my anger and my disgust by never having relationship with that person again, and that's what makes as a believer, this this act of forgiveness, not natural, but supernatural. Because it really takes a, a, a different power and it really takes a different source um, to allow you to go to a person that you're angry with and that maybe you don't want relationship with and, and, and you wanna express uh, yourself By never having a relationship with them again. But the Bible and Christ and the Holy Spirit leads us to the contrary. Which is what makes us supernatural. And you know Jesus said this in the Gospel of Luke. Jesus said you know if you love your friend. um, That doesn't really show that you have a different power source operating in your life. Because anybody can love and hang out with somebody they like. That's easy. That's in the natural. But Jesus said in the gospel, Luke, when you love your enemies, when you could go someone that has offended you and wounded you, that you you you, you deem as an enemy, and you can show them love, you can show them forgiveness. Jesus said that is evidence that there's a, a different power source operating in you. That's above your natural. And I would say this... Um, one thing it does, Chad, is that it allows you when, you, when you do it Jesus' way, and when you live by faith, and when you experience the power of God, it helps you really encounter God in a real way. And, um, you know, it's so easy to go to church and to say amen and agree with the sermon, and, um, but it's a whole other thing to have to put a verse into practice. You know, C.S. Lewis says, we all agree on forgiveness until we have to do it.
0: <laughs>
1: so one of the things that forgiveness does is it allows us to really experience God. And uh, it's something supernatural. So, yeah, it's happened to me and um, on both ends. And, um, and and I would say that, again, as Jesus said in Matthew 18, it really allows you to deepen the relationship. And uh, it's something that only God can do. And it's a beautiful experience.
0: What about the second part to it, the forgiven part? Have you ever been on the other side of it, where you hurt somebody and you not you didn't know, and they came to you? And...
1: Yeah, um, I'll tell you this one uh, quickly. Um, there was a case just a couple of weeks ago where um, I had offended a brother on on kind of a statement and a slogan that, like, a cultural statement that that is thrown around a lot, um, thrown around very loosely, um, for example, for example, you have the cultural statement, uh, when you see somebody, you know, are you staying out of trouble, and this, this particular brother, when I saw him, uh, I just kind of threw that around, hey, you know, you staying out of trouble, and, and they were really offended by that, um. And I had to, to listen to uh, them to describe that offense and uh, really allowed to be, to be taught that everybody hears and sees things differently. So the, the interpretation of the offense was based on, on him, not necessarily on me. Um, so it really gave me an opportunity uh, to learn there and then um, to ask that person uh, to forgive me of that. Awesome,
0: man. Awesome. And uh, we'll close with this. I um, actually started with this. I was actually on that side of it too with uh, my friend last week coming to me and offering forgiveness and asking for it. And I was just blown away. It's amazing how... And, and even in that conversation, he brought up things that I had not even knew. Like like you said earlier, like sometimes people do things... Say things that hurt people, and they don't even know. And it had been years. And in my thought, in my mind, I'm thinking, why didn't you ever tell me this? You know, like the Bible says. And I think it's where a lot of us fall. Uh, we fall into that sometimes. That you know, we want to go to someone, but we don't want to deal with the conflict. It's awkward. And and how do you go about doing that? And I think you you handle that well, dressed with scripture and even practical things. So lastly. What about reconciliation? Have you experienced that yet either uh, where you had to grant it to someone or someone granted it to you? And how did that uh, change your your life?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, You know, reconciliation uh, is a process. You know, if you're a believer, just think about your relationship with God. You know, instantly when Jesus forgives you of your sins... Instantly, you had access and relationship with God, but your, rela- your relationship with God has been deepening uh, over a period of time. In a like manner, uh, human to human, you can forgive instantly, but reconciliation can be a process um, that can take time, that can take grace, that can take patience, that can take kindness, you know, fruit to the Holy Spirit. So uh, reconciliation, you know, forgiveness can happen instantly. Uh, But reconciliation can be a process, um, which is really the symbol of the cross and uh, the vertical and the horizontal relationship with God and relationship with people. But, yeah, reconciliation is a beautiful thing. Um, And Jesus laid that out for us uh, in Matthew 18.
0: Awesome. Well, Drace, thank you so much for uh, for being with us today on the charts. I'm so grateful that you got to spend some time with us. We'd love to have you back in the future forgiveness forgiveness even when even when when you don't love me anymore (laughs) so folks thanks for listening um if there's anything that we didn't deal with on here that you'd love to maybe dissect or ask uh please feel free to leave me a comment i'm so grateful that we had the opportunity to dissect this today and um as, as Dre said so perfectly, the picture of the cross. If, if, you, uh, if you can't see it that way, I don't see how else you can see it. Uh, Christ forgave you for all your wretchedness. How can you not forgive somebody else? You know. So we love you guys so much. I'm so grateful that you're listening. Stay tuned for the next podcast. I already got one brewing. Uh, I believe it's going to be on idolatry. So stay tuned for that. And uh, remember to love each other. Take care, guys. God bless. Have a great evening or morning whenever you're listening.